0: Welcome to Unity Presbyterian Church Online. This week in worship, Pastor David continues our series on church words with a look at the word faith. Let's listen. Well, I am training for my next half marathon. I'm hoping to do it in December. I've done two before, but this one's different from the ones I ran before because I've taken about a two-year gap for really running uh, long distances. Now, you might remember... I have a two-year-old daughter, so do the math, figure out why I stopped running for at least so long of distances, and you'll figure out, yes, that's an intense stage of parenting. But I really enjoy that, that time and that training and everything that comes along with it. And when you're, you're running and training for longer distances, what they tell you to do is one day a week should be your long run day. Uh, that's the day that you try to get up some miles. You maybe go eight, nine, ten miles that day. And before Gemma, when I was running very consistently, those days felt so fun to me. They felt like, oh, when I really got into it and warmed up, it's like I could run for miles. I could just run forever. But now, now after taking such a long gap of time, when I began getting into it maybe eight weeks ago, those days were brutal. They were so challenging. I mean, there were moments where I thought, do I want to do this or do I want to stop? I don't know if I want to be training for this anymore because it was such a challenge. But you know what? I, I kept at it. I continued because I had the faith that if I kept training and if I kept running, then eventually I would start seeing results. And you know what? That has started to happen. These last couple of weeks of the long runs, have begun to feel more reminiscent of what they did two years ago. But it wouldn't have happened if in faith I didn't say, you know what, I believe that this sort of end result is possible. Now, as you know, we are preaching on church words, where we pick one word each week that you hear a lot in church, and we break that down a little bit further. And I bet you can guess today's church word. It is faith. Now this is actually a bit of an easy one, at least on the surface, because the Bible gives us a very straightforward definition about faith. Uh, we look at Hebrews chapter eleven, verse one, and we're told that this is faith. It says, "Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see." Okay, so faith is confidence in what we hope for. Let's just start with that. People can have faith in all sorts of things. So I can have faith in my running training, that I'm going to have an end result if I put in the time. That's one thing I might have faith in. I might put my faith in the Carolina Panthers. I might say, I've got faith they're going to win at least two more games this season. Now, you might say that's ill-advised faith, but... You get the idea. I'm putting my faith in something, and then I'm not just hoping for an outcome. If it's faith, then I am confident in that outcome. I'm confident that what I have faith in, I'm going to see come to fruition. Now, this Bible verse that gave us the definition of faith, it's not talking about running. It's not talking about the Carolina Panthers. It's not talking about anything else that you can put your faith in. It's talking about God and putting your faith in God. By having faith in God, we are confident that God is real and that the things that God says God will do in the Bible will actually come to fruition. That's what it means to have faith in God. Now, here's the thing about competence. You can grow it, can't you? It doesn't always stay the same. If you are working on something and saying, I'm really putting in the effort, you can see that something grow. And that's the truth with confidence as well. Confidence in God can grow bit by bit, day by day, week by week. So what I hope you're seeing in that is that then faith is not just like a light switch. It's not you either have faith or you don't. You turn it on or you don't. You, you believe or you don't. No, faith is something that you can grow in because you can grow and increase your confidence in what God can do, both in your life and in the world that we live in. So the natural question that then comes is, well, how do we increase our confidence in God? How do we grow in our faith in God? And I believe that one of the best ways to grow in faith is by living it. When you have opportunities to not live an ordinary sort of way, to not live like everyone else kind of lives, but to live by faith, and when you grasp that opportunity and say, I will live by faith, it's those moments where your faith has the opportunity to grow. My uh, hope for you is that you go home and you read the rest of the chapter of Hebrews 11. Because it starts with this wonderful definition of faith. But then after that, the author gives example after example of people who chose to live by it. Who chose to say, okay, if that's faith, having confidence in who God is and living accordingly, then I'm going to step out on faith. And I'm going to live this one life that I have in such a way that is only possible because of my confidence in God. Now, we are not going to cover every example in Hebrews 11, but we are going to look at two. And each example teaches us a little something about how we can live by faith. Here's the first one. We pick it up in verse eight. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place that he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Okay, so Abraham is an excellent example of faith because one day God came to him and God said, I want you to leave, leave your home, leave your family, your extended family, I mean, leave everything that you've known. And I want you to go somewhere that I am leading you to. I want you to go someplace that you have never been before. And we're told that Abraham went, that Abraham trusted God. Why? Because he had confidence that God would be leading him, even though he did not know where he was going. He did not grow his faith by doing what everyone else was doing. He chose to live by faith. So let's apply this to our lives for a second. Is there something happening in your life right now that's leaving you a little uncertain? You know, maybe there's something in your life where you're going, well, I'm I'm not sure whether I should go this route or or this route. I don't know what decision to make, whether to make this decision or that decision. There are moments where we're just kind of stuck. The natural thing in those moments is just for kind of stress to come on to us. But I want you instead to use those as an opportunity to go to God and say, God, in this moment of uncertainty, How can I live by faith? How can I have confidence in you? God, how can you lead me and me have enough trust in you to actually follow just like Abraham did? We can trust that God is with us. God is leading us even when we're uncertain where we are going. Here's another example. It comes from verse 23 a little later on. It said, by faith... Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. Okay, so Moses was born in a violent and dangerous world where the king was deeply intimidated by the Israelite people, so much so that he ordered that every Israelite baby boy who was born should immediately be killed. And Moses' parents gave birth to a baby boy. And they chose in that moment to hide him, to hide him in direct opposition to the king's orders. Why? Because they were living by faith. They were confident that they believed in a God that was more powerful than any king. You see, what Moses' parents did there, was they set an example of faith for the whole rest of their family. An example of faith that even Moses, as he grew and matured, was able to follow as well. It makes me think, parents, grandparents, you are setting an example right now for the rest of your family. The ways that they see you live by faith, the ways that they watch the choices, that you make when you say, I'm going to live differently and I'm going to have confidence in God, that sets then an example for the whole rest of the family. I mean, think about Moses' parents. They hid him for three months. That meant every day for three months, they had to live by faith. They had to trust that God was with them and that they were doing the right thing. Every day for three months, they woke up, and had an opportunity to continue to live by faith. Confidence in God comes when we choose to live this faith that we believe. There is example after example in the Bible and in your homework, Hebrews 11, of ordinary people, people just like you or me, who choose to become extraordinary because they choose to live this life by faith. So here is really the choice that's in front of all of us. Right now, this is the choice we're facing. Do we choose to live this life unsure of what we believe? Maybe even hesitant to fully follow God? Or or do we live with confidence, following God wherever God chooses to lead? These are the options before us. Now, the apostle Paul in his writings, makes clear what choice he hopes we will make. When he says in 2 Corinthians, live by faith, not by sight. Okay, what would it look like if you only lived by sight? If you determined what you believed based only on what you could see, then what would that look like? What would you really believe in? Well, I think I would look around at the world And I would see a world that is in just desperately broken, in need of massive repair, but might even be irreparably damaged. That's, I think, what I would see when I looked around at the world. And I think I would feel helpless at the deep scope of the problems that this world is facing. I might even feel overwhelmed, wondering what difference can I possibly make in this broken world? That's what would happen if I looked at the world based only on what I could see. But how would that change if I looked through the eyes of faith? How would that change if I chose to live by faith and not just by sight? Well, with the eyes of faith, I think I'd come to understand that there is so much more going on beneath the surface of this world than I could ever truly understand. I think I'd realize that God was always at work in the background of this world in ways that I know I am not always aware of. And I think I'd have confidence that God is at work in every human heart, moving them to a place of of justice and mercy, urging them in that direction. And I think that I'd feel content and at peace knowing that I can make a difference in this world if I offer my life as an offering to God. If I say to God, here I am, I am a living sacrifice, use me God, I truly believe that with the eyes of faith, I can make a difference in this world. Here's an example of how that can be. You might be familiar with Corrie Ten Boom, but she survived a Nazi concentration camp and she saw the absolute worst that this world had to offer. And here's what she had to say about faith. She said, Faith is like radar that sees through the fog, the reality of things at a distance that the human eye cannot see. Live by faith, not by sight. What Corrie Ten Boom could see with her eyes in that concentration camp was brutal. It was this world at its worst, but she knew that there was a deeper reality present that she could not see with the human eye, that there was a good and loving God that was present with her in her pain. And she only knew that because of faith. She saw like radar that sees through the fog. And sometimes I think that's how faith feels to us as well. Faith is like radar that looks through the fogs of life. When things before us seem a bit unclear, a bit misty, and we're not sure what choice to make, faith allows us to keep moving forward with confidence in God. so my hope for us, for every one of us that are studying these scriptures today and are learning together today, my hope is that we will learn to live this life with more confidence, not in ourselves but in the god that we follow and as we follow that god then our own confidence our own faith in god will grow now like i said earlier i believe the fastest way for that to happen is actually by giving yourselves opportunities to live by faith to really step out and say okay i would not be able to do this whatever this is in our lives unless I trusted that this is what God wants. And so I want, as we are nearing the end of this sermon, for you to be thinking of different ways that you can step out in faith. And by living in faith, that then God can come alongside you and really say, okay, I'm going to grow your confidence. I'm going to grow your understanding of what I'm doing in this world. And to help us get to that point, I want to study one final scripture a really interesting scripture by Jesus' brother, James. He takes faith, but has a little bit of a different lens of how he views it. Here's what he says in uh, chapter 2, verse 14. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Okay, James asks a pretty provocative question here, doesn't he? He says, what if, theoretically, someone had faith in God, right? They claimed to believe in God, but they never really acted on that belief. They never allowed their faith or belief to spur them into action in the world. James asks, will that faith save them? Well, in order for us to to really answer that question, he gives us a fictional scenario. He says, well, suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. And if one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Okay, so in this fictional scenario, I want you to imagine Uh, that you personally know someone who has only the clothes on their back and who has nothing to eat that day. And in this fictional scenario, you've got all the clothes in the world and you've got all the food that you could possibly want to eat. And you also have faith in God. But this person's faith only compels them to use words and not action. Go in peace, the person says be warm and well-fed. Those are words without action. And James, when he looks at them, says nothing good will truly come from those words. Remember what faith is. Faith is competence in what God can do. And so as we seek to grow our faith, we should give God opportunities to act through us. We should say, okay, God, I see that there are lots of needs in this world. And instead of just being overwhelmed, saying, I don't know how to care for all these needs, we look at them and say, God, I'm confident that you want to use me to in some way meet the needs of this world. And so won't you lead me in faith uh, of acting and picking a few of these needs to truly make a difference? Yes, faith should stir our hearts to move into action in this world. So I think James would really encourage us to ask ourselves a question How is your faith encouraging you to act and to make this world a better, more Godlike place? Because when you put your faith into action, your own confidence in God will grow. I mean, think of all of the people who went from ordinary to extraordinary, simply because they chose to live this life by faith. We've got a whole list of them in Hebrews chapter 11, and that list includes Abraham and Moses and Joseph and Rahab, and it goes on and on and on. Your name should be included on the end of that list. That is the opportunity in front of all of us. We get to live this life however we want to live it. And what if we said to God, okay, in faith and confidence, I want to live this life for you. Use every part of me to make the difference you want to in this world. What would our lives look like? What would the community of faith that we belong to look like? If we all said together, we are going to live by faith and not by sight. How would the world change? Well, my belief is that god that's exactly what God wants the community of faith to do together. Amen. If you would like more information about Unity Presbyterian Church, please visit our website at www.unitypres.org or visit us on Facebook. This is the Unity Presbyterian Church podcast. Have a great week.